the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Saints of the Most High God, our God is a God of recovery and restoration. He's a God who will bring recovery and restoration to areas that need recovery and restoration in our lives. That includes things that we never thought could be, much less ever thought were recovered in the lives of you and me. Our God is not only able, but Scripture says that He's willing to do it for me and you. So get ready, get ready, get ready, saints, for God of recovery and restoration to bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. We'll be blessed when he does it for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, please. Now, in order to receive the recovery that God has in store for us, We have to understand what Satan was really trying to do to us so we can fight this battle the right way. Verse three, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Why? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down the strongholds. Notice that's in a parenthetic statement. Reason why that's in a parenthetic statement is because that's letting us know that this is something that should always be there on our mind. If we're going to fight the battles that Satan wants, that God wants us to fight against the devil, you always have to remember that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Not carnal, because if we begin to start functioning carnally, the results will be death. We lose if we try to do it carnally. You must do this spiritually, because if you don't do this spiritually, life and peace will never manifest for you. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, pulling down of strongholds. Pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringeth into captivity every thought to the obedience of God. Bringing it into obedience of God. Now, once again, when Satan does what he does, he has all all these thoughts get planted upon the inside of me and you. And those thoughts are running around exalting themselves against the knowledge of God. It's getting us to think carnally so we can act carnally so that we never act spiritually where our victory is. It tries to get us to act carnally as a result of thinking carnally, knowing that death is what's going to happen to me and you when we do so, rather than win the battle that that we want to win based upon what happened to me and you. It's called strongholds. The thoughts that Satan is trying to place in your mind are trying to become strongholds. That word stronghold means thoughts, 
images and views that have been planted and have become rooted in the mind. That word strongholds is talking about thoughts, images, and views that have been planted and have become rooted in the mind. That there are some thoughts that Satan had planted in your head. There were some images of what got planted in you, of what happened to you. There are views of what, of, of what happened and why it happened that are now planted on the inside of you. They're planted there and they have become rooted in your mind. Rooted as in that they're either going to be solidified in such a way where they don't move or they will begin to be planted so that they can begin to start growing and bringing forth other fruit. They were planted by the devil when the devil had happened to us what he had happened to us. They were planted by the devil when he had happened to us what happened to us. So remember, what he had had happened to us was not just to have it happen to us. What he had happened to us was so that he can plant something in our mind that will become a stronghold. Now, their thoughts, images, and views that we operate according to because their thoughts, images, and views that we now trust. We end up trusting those thoughts. We first tried to ask the question, why did this happen? Satan planted a thought in there to answer it to you. It's because you're black, because you're white, because you're Hispanic. Because you're new to the church and you ain't one of them people that go back to Babcock. So he got this one way that he deal with people about that went back to Babcock. And them other people, he don't treat them the same way. And then even the ones that went back to Babcock, well, he got these ones from Southfield and from Detroit. If they from Detroit, they get special treatment. If they ain't from Detroit, you, you can forget it. He plants thoughts in your head. They don't really appreciate me and all I do. Why? Because I got damaged by something they didn't say when I was hoping they would say something based upon what I do. Or after all this I've done, and then there's one thing they, did, they didn't like. And they said, the, the audacity to tell me they didn't like that. After all I do, and they're going to bring up the one thing I did wrong, why didn't they say nothing about everything else? Maybe because you did those right. But now we are offended by it, hurt by it, harmed by it, damaged by it. A contusion has occurred, and it's changed our walk, and we don't have that same glide and stride to our walk like we used to. In fact, it is hindering our ability to be able to move and live like we ought to. It's called a stronghold. Literally, that word stronghold means to fortify through the idea of holding safely. To fortify through the idea of holding safely. Which means Satan wanted, Satan wanted to plant in us a thought or an idea which we would eventually feel safe with. And therefore, fortify his position of power and influence in our mind and in our life. He wanted to have a thought planted in us that we would eventually become, we would feel safe with. We feel like that thought is right. And once we begin to feel like it's right, we start garnering together information to fortify that thought so that, so that that thought can now be protected as right, which will then increase Satan's power and influence in the midst of our life. It establishes his position. It makes the handle bigger or increases the number of handles in us that he can now get a better grip on us and do what he want to do with us in the middle of our life based on the thoughts that's in our lives. And that word stronghold also translates a castle, a castle, which means it starts off as a thought, 
but it eventually grows into a castle. A castle where Satan wants to plant thoughts in our hearts as a result of what happened to us that will become castles in the middle of our mind. Now think of a castle. I mean, a literal castle. Now, when I think of castles, praise God, I, I think the you know, the medieval days, praise God. We have castles where you have somebody inside or something inside that wants to be protected. So they have a castle built around it, maybe, maybe a moat around it, praise God. And, and people setting up on top as centuries to be able to watch in case and see they see something coming that can jeopardize them or put them in danger. And if they see something coming along there that can jeopardize and put them in danger, they're like, hold, who goes there? And then if they don't answer right, then they say, fire. And they start shooting arrows and throwing spears and throwing projectiles at it and trying to take it out. Why is that? Because it's jeopardizing their position. Well, Satan has a, a lie on the inside of you that a fortress is built around. And every castle has an inhabitant and is there to protect that area. Usually it's there to protect the area that will allow you to have the right thinking so you can have the life that God wants to have for you. So Satan will put it right there. So in order to be able to protect that territory to make sure that God, whenever God's word is introduced into the situation, then that idea is fought, attacked so that it can never be able to get that ground back. Does that make sense to anybody up in here? Amen. Like, for instance, I remember, I remember, I remember when I was growing up, praise God, I gained a negative opinion of ministers. I gained a negative opinion of ministers because you don't have an opinion first. But then I gained a negative opinion of ministers. But I found out why later I gained a negative opinion of ministers because Satan knew I was going to be called to the ministry. And so he wanted me to think negative about ministers so that when the opportunity is presented to me to even go in that direction, I say, oh, no. And I did, too, because when 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 it was presented to me, the idea that I was going to become a minister, I'm like, oh, shoot, uh-uh. not me. Uh-uh. That ain't happening. Because that area, Satan took over. He built a castle right there that would fight at and shoot at any thought that that God would try to bring up in there to cause me to live the life that God wanted me to live. Amen. He'll do that with you. You might have had a Holy Ghost hookup and an anointed alliance. It might have been two powerful people that was going to be super powerful together. But then Satan saw that and he said, oh, no, I can't have that. So he'll have one person say something to another or one person say something to another or not say nothing to another or heard that they said something about you and all that kind of stuff. So that now you can have a negative thought about that person that you used to think so positively about. And then it begins to build a, for, a, a fortress, fortify that that thought in their head until now both of y'all don't really talk to one another really look at one another and you in the same church why because he knew the power that was going to manifest as a result of you two being together he knew what kind of awesome things could happen as a result of you two powerful people being together and so he fought that and made sure that something got planted in each of your heads to be able to make sure that you no longer have anything to say to one another and then he say I've already won this battle because I've already stopped you from being able to do what you could have done does that make sense and, and, and he does that with each and every one of us in various areas, in various ways. He'll cause something to happen to us so that we can never be able to step into or trust what God has in store for me and you. A castle is a place where something or someone lives. It's a place where something or someone stays, where there's a thought on, alive on the inside of you and it's staying on the inside of you. And as long as it stays on the inside of you, then you'll be damaged goods in that area and you'll never be able to step into what God has in store for you. Because every castle has an inhabitant and the inhabitants of the castle are the imaginations 
that exalt themselves against the word of God. The things that are in that castle are the imaginations that exalt themselves against the word of God. And then as soon as God's word get ready to, to attack them and eliminate it, it runs back in the castle and then it's safe. Because now it has other thoughts that can help fight that off that thought that says that that thought is wrong. And remember, the word of God is the will of God. And the will of God tells us what God wants us to think and what God wants us to do. But those castles are there to fight against us being able to think and do what God wants us to do. That's why he had them placed on the inside of you. So he can nullify your ability to be that powerful person that God intended you to be. That's why Satan wanted a thought to be planted in your head and in your heart. That would exalt itself against the will of God in your life. Exalt yourself against your ability to be able to follow the will of God for your life. It'll almost be like a little electronic fence that dogs use. Or that people use with dogs. Dogs don't use them because dogs wouldn't have them. Praise God. But it's an electronic fence. Praise God that the master will put up for the dog. Praise God. hundredfold back into your life, young lady. It'll be an electronic fence. You ever seen those electronic fences? Praise God. That electronic fence, praise God. I remember when I, because see, I was from the hood. We had real fences. What? Praise God. Why? Because there was real dogs in there. Praise God. And dogs that they used to feed hot sauce and peppers so that they can be nice and angry when anybody step up in there they ain't supposed to be up in there so that they can take a plug out of them. Praise God trying to, you know, you know, that's what they did. We feed our dogs. We fed them hot sauce and pepper, make them real angry. Praise God. Anybody know anything? Is this just is this, this hood 101, baby? This ain't even like advanced hood. This is just hood 101. Praise God. Anyway, okay, you got a chihuahua. That chihuahua will take take your ankle off. Praise God. After you feed them like that all the time. <laughs> so we had real fences. So when the dog would then come, you know, when you walking past the neighborhood and stuff like that, that dog would run smack dab into the fence coming after you. Bam! It would hit it cause, and the fence would bend in and stuff like that. And you might even see it leaning a little bit for when that dog hitting it so many times because it won't, it won't you. It won't a piece of you. That was in the hood. So I can look and see a fence, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm safe. I'm safe. I can see the fence can hold it. Then I went out to the suburbs, started spending some time out in the suburbs. I didn't see fences out there. I'm like, man, there's a lot of no fences out here. And all of a sudden, I looked down one fence, and when we looked down in one yard, I saw a dog. Uh, and one of them dogs that in the hood, you don't play with. And I'm like, oh, see, oh, see, <laughs> we got us a problem here, praise God. And that dog looked up and looked at me. And he started approaching, and I'm like, oh, see, I'm, 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 I'm ready to handle this. You know, we, me and that dog, we're going to tussle, praise God. Hallelujah. Every, y'all don't know nothing about that, praise God. You're just like, let's go. Let's, get, let's, let's see what you got. I'm going to slit your throat first time you jump at me. Praise God. Anyway, pull your tongue out the bottom. Praise God. <laughs> Watch it wag at the bottom. Amen. Anyway, it, going back too far. But anyway, praise God. <laughs> and so, <laughs> anywho, so I'm ready to handle this dog. And the dog got so far, and then it just stopped. And I'm thinking, like, whoa, look at that. I'm thinking, like, you know, first, you know, from the, when you're from the hood, you think, hey, I'm bad. Dog saw he wasn't afraid. No, he ain't had nothing to do with you. It's an electric fence right there. That there's a sensation that that dog runs, through, runs into when it gets so close. And it knows don't go no further. Just like Satan caused something to happen to you. That set an electric fence up in your life. That once you get toward that area, a sensation kicks in. Hurt. From, from before. The feeling that you felt before. 
You'll relive the same thing you lived before. You see the person. Years ago, this thing might have happened. But you see the person, you go through the same physical feelings that you went through before. Because it reignited something. That's your flesh. Satan's trying to reignite your flesh so he can get you back into the flesh because you're thinking about the feelings of your flesh. Because now he can be able to control you. That's what Satan want to do. He want to plant a thought up on the inside of you. That will exalt itself against everything that God says. So as soon as you get ready to go toward what God says, it'll shut you down. He wants to put imaginations on the inside of you. He said, once again, we was reading it again. Verse, th- verse four, for the weapons of our warfare are not, uh, are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down a stronghold, casting down imaginations. Remember I said imaginations are the ones occupying the stronghold. The word imagination right there means computations and reasonings. Computations and reasonings. I figure, I figure. That's what I'm talking about. I figure. So you got a way to fig- you figuring, you figured things out of what happened to you. You attach values to what happened to you. You figure things out and you attach values to what happened to you. Usually they're the values that Satan gave you of why it happened to you. Now your reasoning is based upon the lie that he got on the inside of you. And Satan has done what he had done to you because he wanted to build a stronghold in your head and fill it with computations and reasonings that will nullify you in your life. Nullify you. Satan wants to nullify you from being the person that God wants you to be. He wants to nullify you from living a life that God always wanted you to live. He wants to nullify you from doing what it is that God wants you to do. He wants to nullify you, shut you down, and fill it with vain imaginations, worthless, fruitless imaginations, all kind of thoughts that are not beneficial at all, causing the person's heart to be darkened. Because once he's dark, now God, Satan says, I got room to operate. Because by filling your head and your heart with vain imaginations and fruitless, worthless thoughts, he can cause you to become a fruitless, worthless person who is no longer has, uh, has a desire to do what God wants him to do. He don't have to fear you no more because now you're, you're worthless, you're fruitless. <laughs> Why? Because the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if your heart is filled with worthless, fruitless thoughts, what do you become? Worthless and fruitless. Non-beneficial. Mm-hmm. Third John says to you in verse 2, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. That's what God wants you to do. But notice, it can't happen until your soul prospers. Because if your soul's not prospering, it can't happen for you. So those thoughts are placed on the inside of you to make sure your soul never prospers. So that all that... Even though he said, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness is thereof, and the hills are all that they dwell therein, and all that I have is yours. Psalms 24 and then Luke chapter 15. If you said that, but yet none of it will be manifested in your life because you've got a thought in your head that's keeping you from that life. That's why God gives us his word and his way so that we can live prosperly based upon what it is that his word had to say. But now that we got the thought in there, it's in enmity against what God has to say. It becomes hostile and fight against what God says. Whereas you are fighting against the blessed life that God had in store for you. Isn't that deep? Well, Satan understands this. And he sets himself in such a way to be able to get us to not operate according to the word of God. And all he has to do to do that is to get us carnally minded. Get us thinking about what happened to us. Get us uh, thinking about you know, how, how we was hurt before because of what happened to us. 
And then think about that and talk about that all the time to keep it alive and keep it growing so it can begin to start getting bigger and bigger until it turns into a full castle. That way he can rule us by us thinking the thoughts that we ought not think about what happened to me and you before. And then he can ruin us by causing us to never be able to live the life that God had intended us to be able to live. Why? Because we've been ruined by what happened to me and you. That's why in order to defeat the devil who's trying to defeat me and you, we have to defeat what he's using to defeat me and you. In order to defeat the devil who defeats me and you, we have to defeat what he uses to defeat me and you. Come on now. We have to defeat what he's using to defeat me and you. Because if we don't defeat what he's using to defeat me and you, he'll continue to use it to defeat me and you. Does that make sense? We have to change the way that we think about what happened to us. We have to change the way we think about what happened to us. Because we attach values to what happened to us. We attach reasonings and computations to what happened to us. So now whenever we think about what happened to us, those thoughts come up and control us. So we now have to change what we think about what happened to us from being what the devil wants us to think to what God wants us to think. We have to no longer be carnally minded toward what happened to me and you. We have to now become spiritually minded about what happened to me and you. We got to see it God's way. I said we got to see it God's way because we can only defeat what the devil is trying to do to us by operating in faith. First Peter chapter five, please. First Peter chapter five. Tell me if this is too thick for you. I can put it back in the blender and I can, and I can, I can make it a little thinner for you. But you're going to eat it. <laughs> I'll put some sugar on it for you. Praise God. I can. Mm, yes, I can. I can put a little sugar on it for you. Yeah. Look at you. Getting geeked up already. That's what sugar do. It just pump you up. Praise God. <laughs> but you're going to eat it. Because this is the meal that God prepared for you. So you can be strong enough to win the battle later on down the line. Starting at this time. First Peter chapter 5. Starting with verse 8. It says, be sober, be vigilant. Why is that? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Your adversary to who? The Not the one that did it to you. Not the person that Satan used against you. Your adversary who? See, God knows who your adversary is. Do you know who your adversary is? Because if you, if you, you, you say an amen, but as soon as I talk about what happened to you, that same woman and man is going to pop up in your head. Which means that that thought is still there. You still have the wrong idea attached to what happened to you. You see what happened to you was because of them. No, what happened to you was because of your adversary, the devil who walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's your adversary. That word adversary means an opponent, as in a lawsuit. It means an opponent, as in a lawsuit. See, lawsuits are won or lost because of thoughts, perceptions, and ideas that are presented. Lawsuits are won or lost based upon thoughts, perceptions, or ideas that are presented. See, Satan will win in our case 
if we win, if, if he wins the battle of thoughts, perceptions and ideas about what happened to us, if he can win in the perception of what happened to us and get us to think that about what happens to us, he now wins the lawsuit. We can't let him win that battle. We have to win that battle. That's why we have to resist him in the faith. Because the faith is what God says about what happened to you. What God says about how that happened to you. What God says about that. Because if you lean, come on, spirit led, spirit ruled. We do it by what God said and what the Holy Ghost shows me in you. He the one tells us what to think. He the one tells us how to conduct ourselves. And he was telling us how to think and how to conduct ourselves until that happened to us. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope even more that you're coming to know and believe that God can be a God of recovery and restoration in your life. God wants to, so all we have to do is believe it's true, cooperate with Him, and let Him bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. Our God loves us and wants the best for us. That's why He'll be more glad than us when we let Him bring recovery and restoration to us. So let's let Him. If you want to hear a message in this entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it to you right away. I mean, ASAP. It's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. So whenever your schedule permits, come on through. We'll be glad to see you. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. So call the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed, and we will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.